Hey, Dom, guess what? Hey, what? Sam Alvey, smiling Sam Alvey. Yeah. He's going to join us. When? Right now. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It did. You know what? <laughs> violence really does bring people together. Yes, let's get back to violence. How you been? How's Tennessee? What's how's life? Oh, Tennessee's so nice. It's so perfect out here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I loved I loved what was created by me and with me uh, out in Temecula, but uh, I'm so happy to be out of California. Yeah, <laughs> where you are you? In you Tennessee? won't get much of an argument here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Whereabouts in Tennessee are you, Sam? Uh, Murfreesboro. It's uh, just south of Nashville. Yeah, I'm I'm out in the country too. Like uh, Murphy Murfreesboro is actually a big enough city; it's just really spread out. But I'm in like the boonies of Murfreesboro. Even it's it's fun. Nice. What what kind of camp are you are you at? You're you have a school there, and is, no, I'm not teaching anything. Well, I am teaching, but I don't have a gym of my own. I don't want to do that while I'm still fighting competitively. Uh, I I don't you know it's it's such a it's a sport of inches, and I've been short so many inches so more, so many times now. It's I I don't want to cut myself off. Um, so I'm training primarily at guardian MMA. Uh, it's real. It, it might be the best jujitsu school in Tennessee. Um, they, they've got some real studs there. Um, so I'm doing a lot of work with them. They've got MMA and sparring and stuff too, but I travel a little bit. Uh, my buddy, Tom Galicchio, toothless Tom from the ultimate fighter. Uh, he's got his gym down in Chattanooga. I go down there and I teach once a week and I get to spar and work with those guys too. And, uh, Tom himself who's still, uh still one of the better fighters in the world uh so yeah i i'm making it work it's not quite the same as, as temecula was but uh it, it's still good awesome what, did you go and now i know you went after with the fam of course uh-huh did you completely transition your whole team like are you with all new people from yeah I'm, i've got nobody from california out here. i didn't have family in tennessee i didn't have family in california either but uh no, it's completely new. Everything. I'm still camping. Like my fight camps are still going to be in Temecula, um, at least half of them, and or half of the camp will be out there. Um, because I, I hate being. And I did it for the first time this last fight, and I hate being away from my family. Yeah. And it's, I, I I just get here. I especially now we're remodeling the house and making making a new life for ourselves here. I am busy constantly. I was just joking with my wife. Other than driving, I don't sit down from the time I get up. I'm up to take my kid to school at 6 a.m. And then I'm just constantly doing something else. Um, we just bought horses last week. So we've got a nice little ranch field going on, which is bad. And we've got, got 24 chickens. We got 24 chickens just down the down the hall in our house. They're too, too young to put outside yet. We've got wow. sheep coming next week. Um, so Where do you we're, make we're, time? Just, oh, it just, you know what, with, with the UFC or with uh, my, my career, I've been able to, I can train when I want to train and uh, then I can do everything else the rest of the time. I just don't sit down until I go to bed. Um, <laughs> but when I, when I go back to Temecula for my camps, I got so bored. I mean, it was, I, you just, all I do is I go and train hard in the morning. I train hard in the afternoon. I train hard at night. And in between all of that, I do nothing. And it was, it was so boring. What, uh, What's next on the docket for you in terms of fight? Uh, do you have a fight? Yeah, I, I don't have anything lined up yet. I, you know, I, I've made that, that announcement a few, well, 
couple weeks ago that the UFC isn't cutting me. Um, and they would have been, they would have, I would not have been mad if they did. I'm mad at them anyways. I would have been pissed off at myself. But uh, I, I get at least one more shot there and I'll finish my contract. So I, I'm just I, I'm I've been figured out. You know, I've got I'm doing the math. I'm like at 78 or 79 fights total. Uh, I, I've been figured out. Uh it's everyone I'm fighting has three fights. I have a lot of them. And so they they figured they figured out what I like to hit people with, how I like to move. They they figured all that out. Um, so I got to start changing it up. So I, I am focusing very heavily on my jujitsu and wrestling. Um, and, and we'll see if, uh, see if that, that turns on while I'm in the cage. Yeah. Have any names come by you? No, not a thing. Not, not a thing. I, I'm hoping I, I normally I'm the guy that wants to fight yesterday. Uh, but uh, I, I think I'm going to wait till the end of summer. I'm going to really just focus on training a different style of fighting for the next five months six months um and then, and then jump back in and, and try and finish my contract with a big win well you know what's going to happen you're going to focus on the ground game and get someone with a knockout in the first two and a half minutes i don't care what i get them with as long as i freaking get them yeah fair enough <laughs> they, uh, they could trip and hit their head on the bar and the way <laughs> i would be fine with that just give me a damn to win <laughs> so hey sam i have a question for you so yeah fair when you when you're in this and we're learning about this like with Francis, right? Fighters typically sign what three fight deals? Four fight deals. Four fight deals renegotiated by after fight number three. Okay. And there is no do they have an expectation, hey, you're gonna have these fights in the next two and a half years? Do they have it's any usually, sort of time frame? It's usually within two years, you're gonna have four fights. Okay. Uh, it's typically how it's done. If you're injured or suspended or something, the contract or retire, the contract freezes. Um, but, or if you're just turning down fight after fight, the contract will freeze, you know, the time, time of it will, but, um, typically it's every four, four fights every two years. Okay. And so do they call you, do they call a manager of yours? How do they, my, how do they schedule a fight? My wife is my manager. Um, mine too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said it's the toughest contract I've ever signed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my wife, not your wife. My <laughs> wife is my manager. Your wife is yours. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so they, they, many of my fights. I mean, I'm kind of the short notice king. I've had so many short notice fights. So yeah. you have all say, "Hey, we need somebody." And uh, if, I, if I could go back and do it, there's a few of those I would have said no to. I should have said no to, but I'm always the guy saying, yeah, I can beat anybody on any day. Um, and that's, it's kind of led to this little uh, slump I've been in for a minute, um, for a minute, for a few years. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've got an excuse for every loss, I swear. <laughs> hey, we're here for him. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, How's your wife feel about the transition in, in game plan with uh, going to the floor more and uh she she's i don't know she's as happy about it as i am i mean we we understand the risks of, of doing it i've always been a knockout guy it's what the fans like it's what's kept me in the ufc for so long is that i'm the guy that at any moment i could end the fight um and so it's, it's saying no more no more Stay, staying staying standing uh has always been my strength and game plan but uh I, I think uh i think enough people have seen what lands and uh they, they figured me out so i gotta i gotta be willing to bring more more things to the table 
So they call, I'm sorry to, to like second half of my question. So they call and they say, okay, we want you to fight this, this fighter on you. Now, usually they call if it's the last minute. Uh-huh. If, if it's a full camp, it's, we've reached out to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a, Hey, Sam's ready to fight. If you have anyone and they'll say, hey, maybe. And then, uh, then they, honestly, they say maybe. And then they get back to me later that day. Say, yeah, we've got this guy. You want to fight this guy? And then that guy will fall out just guaranteed at some point. Uh, and then I'll get a new guy okay. and then I'll for him. And then I, that guy, 50, 50 and that guy falls out. And then I end up fighting Brandon Allen on three days notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That was nuts. That was nuts. How, um, now are you going to, your next fight, you're going to still fight at middleweight. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to, um, it really was nice. It's nice fighting at 205, but it doesn't feel like a real camp at 205 because I don't have to lose so much weight. Yeah. Uh, at middleweight, I, I keep my weight down. I, it's a constant. I got can't cheat on my diet. I have to keep it going down. I have to keep doing everything like that. And um, uh, so middleweight, I, it, it's it's my weight class until I'm until I'm allowed to juice. <laughs> hey, you, you won't find anyone more in support of that than me. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you about your fight with Wellington Terman, if that's okay. Yes, sir. So I, I watched every second of it. I may or may not have had some money on it. We as a show may or may not have had some money on it. Um, <laughs> I bet you I lost more. <laughs> that, I, I, maybe. I'm not sure how that works. Um, how did you feel about that decision? I remember not totally agreeing with it. Yeah, I was pissed. And actually, they, they cut the mics probably probably they, they cut the mics in good timing so when they announced split decision you can kind of see them like what it's like dudes took, they took two points even without the points i kind of felt i won i and by the numbers i did i outstruck them every round i i uh, but then they took the two points and then they called a split decision you kind of see in my face like what was that and then they announced the other guy i went off i mean and it's i, I probably shouldn't have but I went off on the judges in the cage. And at this point, I mean, I, I figured I was cut. I figured it was the last fight, last moment I'm ever going to have in front of these people. And I lost it. I cussed it. You and you and you got Jerry's, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I went off. They, they, they started ushering me out of the cage and I'm fighting the guy. For you, you should all be. I mean, I went off. And it's, it's looking back, it probably shouldn't have. But again, it was the last time I was going to ever see him. I was just. I, they, they took me into the back hall and I'm screaming down the halls, fuck all of you, you piece of guy, you should all be fired, you useless at your chair. Um, I, I was very upset. Yeah. Was That's, that your question? That, <laughs> that is exactly the answer I was looking for. Yeah, I, was, I, I went off. I, it's, I mean, I, I don't get angry often. It's been, I've been angry at the judges a few times now and that's kind of my limit of who I'm angry at. And this was something else. It's, I, I didn't know how they could have done it. I felt I did more than enough. It, it, come the end, I mean, come round two, I was scared to take a step forward every time I took a step. I counted seven times he poked me in the eyes that fight. It got called for three of them, took only two points. Should have been, it should have been a lot of things. But um, it, it, was, it was ridiculous. Uh, the, the guy cheated and was rewarded for it. And, I, and I, watching it, I think he cheated on purpose. I don't think, yeah, I think he did it on purpose intentionally. So when something like that happens, 
they the cliche thing is you don't ever want to leave it to the fight to the judges right you never want to get if you don't have to get the judges involved you don't want to uh, there's fight sports in general there's like so many examples of it just going poorly that so that's not really cliche then you you guys are pretty aware of that getting in there or or are there some guys whose style is such like to use a different example but like pretty clearly colby covington a couple weeks ago was okay letting that fight go to the judges when he fought Mazadal, because he clearly won, right? No, who's mm-hmm. who's not going to give him that fight at least four to one? But right. for the most part, you guys really are thinking, I, I've got to finish this thing so it does not go kind of screwy like it did there. Well, at this point, uh, I've had so many fights go get judged against me when looking back, I won the fight. I thought I won the Ryan Spann fight. I thought I won. I did win the Wellington Terman fight. The Dotland Young fight, there's no question in anybody's mind except two of the judges that I won that fight. Uh, at this point, it's if it goes to the judges, I lose. Uh, and especially after I freaked out at him after the end of Wellington Terman. I sure. think even, even if I knock the guy out, I think the judges might find a way to say I lost. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, it's... It, you remember the last fight, Sean Strickland versus uh, Jack Hermanson. Mm-hmm. It, it was almost as dominant as Colby versus Mazdevall, and they gave Sean a split decision. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, they, they're one judge away from saying Sean lost, and it's the judges are terrible at their job. And for, if they're watching, I don't care. <laughs> so I got to finish them or I lose anyways. Uh, they're, they're terrible at the job. The, the, the scoring system is messed up. Or maybe it's just the judges themselves are messed up. They, they don't know what they're judging or how to judge it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the scoring system is bullshit. And there's very mm-hmm. few bigger critics of judges than me. So you're, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. On TikTok earlier today, uh, somebody asked me about um, if I preferred Pride or the UFC. And it's one of the, everyone asked the question at one point or another. And truth is, I never watched Pride until Pride was bought by the UFC. I mean, years later, I got to go back and watch it. But it's really the rule set of Pride that I liked. I'm not a big fan of elbows. And I think kicking a downed opponent in the head should be legal. Um, so I, Wait, I, you I think it should really, be legal or illegal? Legal. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's... I, it's hard to do. It's hard to get into a position and it's, it's easy to stall. It's easy to call someone's bluff. You know, like the Aljamain Sterling, uh, when he got knocked out by the illegal, I mean, that should have been, it it should have been a finish, not, not a disqualification. So Um, you specifically, and I'm legitimately asking when you say down opponent, you mean on a knee or like Marlon Marais, Song Yadong from Saturday. Marlon Rice was all the way down. I don't know that sh- that I think Song should have just been allowed to kick him in the head. Do uh, you remember when Roger Huerta got kicked in the face? Off the top oh, of yeah. my head, no. But I'm going to oh, look yeah. it up while we're talking. You look at it. It's one of the most brutal things that you'll ever see. It's terrible. I think that should be legal. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's. I do. Once you know that it's legal, you can work to avoid it. It's hard to, I mean, it's hard to kick someone in the head like that. Um, coming with those rules with the changes in rule sets because it's not entirely unified and you oh. take last minute's fights and travel everywhere how do you I mean how do you and your wife maintain like which rules are in effect every time or do you get you know well in advance I'm sure I the, the there's the only real rule is whether it's if it's just the soles of the feet or if a third point you know when you can knee somebody in the head 
Um, and that's really the only rule that changes uh, from place to place. That's the important rule. And they just tell you before while you're backstage. Yeah. They say the unified rules, but it's not it's not even unified in the states. Mm-hmm. It's like Florida and Las Vegas have different rules. Uh, uh, yeah, so it, it's um, it, it's they tell you backstage, and you kind of make do with it. For for me, it's never a big deal because I never take anyone down. So kicking them in the head is you know I don't know how they got under me anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this this Huerta one is vicious. Oh, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's like dream haunting stuff, and that's honestly like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no so comment. I, I would be fine with it. I would, but that is something I would want to train for. That the kick in the head isn't something I would just say yes to for a fight next week. It'd be something I would have to train for. Got it. No, uh, wait, when you say train for, you mean train to get yourself in a position where that's not going to happen? Train that if I get taken down, I don't get taken down often, but if I do, I don't put my head where it belongs. Right, that's, yeah, okay. yeah. that's what I'm asking. Cool. Mm-hmm. Before we wrap up, because I know that your your time is sparse with all the fam, which uh, I still think that Smile and Sam and his kick-ass fam would be a great TV show. Cool. I'd uh, watch it. It'd, it'd be better than every... The Ultimate Fighter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, nowadays. The current one, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and my wife would be in immediately, because she was such a, a big America's Next Top Model fan. So, I mean, what kind of, what would be a better show? I got my fighter. She's got her models. Got families. It's perfect. Just sort of mm-hmm. curious what you think at the think of the the top of the middleweights right now, where the, where you think it's gonna go. Uh Sean Strickland is gonna be the champion. I, I I really honestly think the only one that gives Sean any problems is uh the style bender. And in that I think it's just point based, not uh not gonna finish Sean kind of thing. But Sh- Sean will be the Sean will be a champion. Yeah, you think yeah, uh, he, he's he, Sean yeah. <laughs> If you guys follow Sean, Sean, Sean's got quite the social media presence. Uh, <laughs> he, he went off on uh, Khalil Roundtree, I think, yesterday or two days ago. And, uh, man, I just commented on it. They said, hey, you're the man, Sean, with this smiley face emoji. And I got 150 comments telling me how big a piece of trash I am for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Holy God, I, I didn't even really say anything. I was kind of happy I said it at the end if they're going to react like that. But the oh man, um, social media can be a dangerous place. <laughs> so you're but, saying you're saying he's the Taylor Swift on social media of the middleweight division. <laughs> so, well, so anyway, however Sean is on social media, he's the same way. He doesn't fake anything. It's not a shtick. It's just who Sean is. But now that he's winning, people care more what he's talking about. Uh, Sean's in it in any gym. He beats everybody up. I mean, if he has to go up away class and find Russians before he can find people that will spar him consistently, or me. You know, if I'm around, I spar him however much he wants. Um, and if, I, if, ever I get, if ever I've got CTE, it's his fault. You can blame this. <laughs> so, so let me ask you, I love stories like that where you're saying in you got to see this guy in a gym, right? That's what they're saying about like Hamzat Chemaev and Islam Makhachev right now. Like in the gym, there's nobody like that. So I, yeah, I'm I'm really, really like my ears perked up when you said it about Sean Strickland. So how does that now I've trained some jujitsu, a little bit of Muay Thai, but nothing, nothing serious. 
how does it work when guys are not willing to spar with him? Do they just like suddenly have something come up and have to leave practice? Well, uh, it's, it's kind of what he was saying. And first off, Sean Aspard comes at, uh, and uh, he's, Sean said, I probably lost the first round. He said, I beat the f- fuck out of him uh, rounds two and three. Hey, like, he, okay. probably won't spar- he probably won't spar me again. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was what Sean said. And actually one of his coaches, that's the coach of mine also, he kind of said the same thing. He said, yeah, round one was probably the other guy. Uh, he took Sean down and laid on him pretty well, but he said the next two were where it comes at, it's probably not going to look to spar Sean again. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but um, uh, going to sell all those trading cards. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I forgot the question, so I caught up on how, Just how does it work when guys are dodging him? When Oh, yeah. Well, it's like that. that's the reason Sean went off on Khalil Roundtree yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was. It's because Khalil just – says no i won't do it or leaves or runs off the mat or stays away just says no khalil has told me no before um like i I was just at the gym visiting and khalil and i we were supposed to fight once upon a time but it didn't happen and he was going to be a 205 i'm middleweight again and uh we he was off around i was looking for parties hey you want to go and he just dude wouldn't even look me in the eye just shook his head and wouldn't stand up like well okay i guess it's your gym i i i'm not gonna go off like sean went off but uh like khalil won't touch sean Sean's beating him up. I think Sean says, yeah, I went one round with him. And he said he won't make eye contact with me again kind of thing. Interesting. Um, yeah. And now Sean is a bully. And I mean, in the best, I love bullies. I love fighters, sparring partners that train like Sean is my favorite sparring partner because I, I'm not afraid to hit him because I know he's going to hit me. Um, we, we both have that. I mean, Sean broke my jaw. I broke his knee at one point. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, as far as karma is concerned, we're completely even. Uh, so we were free to train with each other because we, we couldn't possibly hurt each other again. But I love sparring with Sean. He, he's my favorite guy. He's, he's the best guy I spar with outside of Dan Henderson. Um, mm. And Hendo, Hendo's just dangerous in a different way. Hendo's got the, if he gets too tired, he's just going to hit you harder kind of kind of thing. And then Sean's got the, he, he doesn't get tired. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I, a lot of guys just start turning them down. Uh, eventually, Sean's been kicked out of more than one gym. Uh, they kicked out, asked not to come back kind, kind of thing. Um, so Sean, Sean uh, gym hops a little more than most, most fighters do. Okay. But he just goes to where he can find people to train, to, to work with. Yeah. And from what it sounds like, like you were saying, you're not afraid to hit him hard because he, you know, he's going to hit you hard. Mm-hmm. And if yeah, that's he's going to hit me off, then he doesn't hit that hard. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you, there's a gentleman's agreement there <laughs> to not be gentlemen, I guess, about it. And, and yeah, it's, we, I mean, it's, I, I always tell my amateurs and my pros that I train, I say, when you're sparring, spar to hurt the other guy, just don't hurt him. He said, it'll make sense someday. It's, and it's, it's, if I hit him too hard, I might not be through the follow-up shot, but I'm not going to let him off the hook. I'm going to hit him again. I'm just not going to hit him like I would if it were a fight. Um, so we've hit each other too hard more than once where the round doesn't end, but uh, we kind of let it, let the brains gather a little bit and, and go back at it. Sure. Awesome. Beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was super curious about what, what your thoughts were on, on the top there. And with the rise of Sean, I, you know, I didn't even put it together that, uh, 
that we'd seen him around town and they clearly had been training in Temecula for some time. Uh, yeah. He actually, he got kicked out of my gym. He got kicked out of my <laughs> <laughs> uh, So when I train with him, it's either on the week. I've talked to Hendo and Hendo's cool with it on the weekends. Sean can come in and we can use the cage or I go to wherever, whatever gym he's working out at. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And with uh, Marvin Vittori is fighting, uh, who's he? Who did they just pair? Robert Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty interesting. Uh, I'm a huge, I'm a big Whitaker fan, and I think Whitaker handles this uh, quite well because um, he does pretty well against smothering uh, folks like like Vittori. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing Vittori in person uh, a few weeks ago at 270. Mm-hmm. And having seen you in person, Sam, uh, at a couple of comedy clubs or places around town, I'm sure once or twice, uh, he's a pretty small guy. Uh, it kind of surprised me a little bit. And I, you think Vittori's a small guy? Like he, he's just like, he appeared more compact than, than <laughs> I expected, which was weird. Like a Wolverine type little man type of guy. Okay. Um, that's just me being me. Uh, Whereas, like, I felt Uriah Hall looked bigger than I would have thought he would have. Mm-hmm. Now, that's no shot at Marvin Vittori. We're big fans yeah. of his here. But oh, yeah. uh, he didn't look... We All three of us, when we walked by, were like, oh, he doesn't look anything like he does on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, we're- like, super nerdy fan stuff, but it's what we said. <laughs> so I've, I've trained with Marvin a few times a real nice guy a real hard spark he and sean they actually they're, they're he's one of the few guys that'll that'll give sean work when when sean wants it uh even though i don't know if sean's allowed at his gym anymore <laughs> but, okay <laughs> sean he was hard he guys it's a lot of coaches don't like seeing their guys get beat up so yeah makes sense the coach say sorry the kids just got out the coach the coaches will ask Sean not to come back more than more than the fighters will, but Sean and uh, the and Marvin they, they they have some good rounds together too. Um, but I, you know, I like I, I'm always I'm always a sucker for voting on the guys I know. Uh, Marvin is the guy I know, and so I'm always going to lean towards him just just because stylistically stylistically i do think uh, a whitaker probably has it but people don't do well when they lose their title shot uh and he's coming off that loss from the title shot um and i i'm nervous about whitaker's chin i hope it holds up but those romero fights taxed it he's he was i i thought style bender was gonna knock him out um, that was my official prediction and it didn't happen. So may- maybe his chin is better than I was thinking, but he didn't fight Stylebender all that long ago. And now he's, he's stepping up to fight uh, Marvin pretty quick. Yeah. I didn't even put that really into, into frame of mind there. The wars with Yoel uh, were exactly that. And- yeah. So, and Mar- Marvin's got, Marvin will be able to hit him. Uh, I, I don't know if he'll be able to hit him more than he gets hit. But it's a, he will make contact at some point. Marvin's boxing, kickboxing is pretty good, and he's, he's he does all right with mixing the wrestling and striking together too. So I, I think he will find the chin at some point. It's whether or not it's a finishing blow or not. 
Nice. Interesting. I have one final question and then just one quick uh, connection. I just kind of realized you and I have. Okay. Uh, who is the best pound for pound male fighter the UFC has right now? And you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, it's it's hard not to say Usman. It's it's like on my all time goat list. Uh, it's hard. Usman's not on it. But then I look at who he's beaten and how easily he's beaten everyone, and it's like, well, why? There. Why do I not give him the respect that he's obviously deserves? Uh, the the dude makes pretty easy work out of it. I, I think Colby is one of the best fighters the UFC's ever had, and Usman's beaten him twice. Given I thought he was losing the first time, but the judges disagreed with me, and then he got finished. <laughs> <laughs> bad stoppage. It was a bad stoppage. Uh, it was pretty unexpected. It was. Yeah. We thought it was getting back up. Yeah, it was. I, I thought he was in on a shot, and yeah, he might have lost. I mean, he was going to lose that round anyway, so maybe he would have lost it. Anyways, I, I have a lot of respect for Colby. I think Colby's one of the best ever, and Usman's beaten him twice. Um, so it's hard for me not to put Usman at the top of the, the current list, but I, I can't I can't really explain why I wouldn't just put him there. <laughs> Fair my, answer. My top found for found, as always, is Aljo Sterling, and it will yeah. always stay yeah. that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> he he's a big TJ Dillashaw guy too. Um, uh, amen to that. Who do you, so Michael Chandler also in the news because he's going to fight Tony Ferguson coming up. Who do you have in that fight? I'm taking Chandler. Chandler hits hard. Fergie always gets hit hard at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except against Poye, right? Poye, no. Yeah. Who fight last? <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. That's the one that just. Other than Charles, um, so Fergie always gets hit first, um, <laughs> but and, and Chandler hits too hard. He's just a little powerhouse. Uh, our pleasure, Sam. It was great to talk to you again. We'll get you on soon, and this will be up in a couple of days. And uh, it'll be Perfect. up, you know. We're probably yeah, gonna name it which gym has Sean not gotten kicked out of. <laughs> Sam, you're awesome. We appreciate it. Hey, have a great night, guys. Good night. Noted good guy, Sam Helvey. Yeah, noted good guy. Yeah. When we recap events and the recaps of the events. <laughs> we're down a co-pilot today we are yeah pour one out for one's homies yeah pour one out for one's homies i agree or some out rather yeah what do you got what are you drinking oh just sparkling water flavored like cherry cola nice i guess anyway my name is aaron i'm one third of the hosting trio that is the pretty neat podcast yeah. together we comprise 66 percent. yes together 66 yeah. percent is here my name is uh armin sarukian it's good to be here <laughs> nice to have you armin uh-huh pleasure as always i apologize i've got like cold in the morning hot during the day cold at night sinus stuff going on really yeah it's you know how it goes i do and texas you got cedar fever yes well i like cedar but i believe it was you that told me some 
crazy amount of people are allergic to it. Is that right? It is toxic to humans. All mm-hmm. people are allergic to cedar over time. Oh. Yeah. So you can actually, they actually have like, uh, fuck, what is it called? Like allergy clinics here where you mm-hmm. can go get shots. Sure. Yeah. Never, never really heard of that before. Jeez. <laughs> so in, in the last hour, uh, your guy, Patty Pimblett. Yes. And Ilya Topuria uh, have gotten into a fist fight. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Is well, that, I'm, I'm not joking about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think's going on there? Any, I don't anything? think they, I don't think they like each other. I think you're probably right. Um, now, Patty is not on this card coming up in London this Saturday. Oh, he sure is. And actually, so is Ilya Topuria. Oh, no shit. Yeah. How did I not know Patty Pimblett was not? You, you actually, Ilya I take Tuburia. that back. Ilya Topuria is not on this card. Or is he? Did I miss He his is. Okay. He, yeah. There he is. Yeah. That's right. They're both on the main card. Um, Ooh, and they're both lightweights. Do, do you have uh, you're a rabbit guy, right? Yeah. Are your rabbit ears twitching at this? Is this just a little UFC driving some driving some uh, some press coverage or something? I mean, they're getting some run on the Pretty Neat Podcast, so. Yeah, I mean, we're here talking about it, and uh, I'm going to look at the lightweight rankings mm-hmm. to see, because Patty's not on there. Neither is Elia Tapura. So I think that Elia Tapa is going to stay where he is. And Patty <sighs> seems like a matter of time before he's in the rankings, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, so he fights at lightweight. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. He does not look like a lightweight. He looks kind of like a little boy. Um, <laughs> I don't love the Liverpool haircut. I say that knowing full well he could beat the shit out of me. He's from Liverpool. Is he from Liverpool? Yeah, he's from Liverpool. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I noted, don't think he is. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where he's from, but notably, I don't like the Beatles. So, yeah, that is one thing that many of us have known about. What do you think about Arnold and Allen and Dan Hooker? I'm. I'm actually pretty amped on that fight. Yeah, I am too. I'm a big Dan Hooker fan, and I hope he turns it around because hasn't he lost two in a row? Yes, mm-hmm. but look at who he lost to. He lost to Michael Chandler. Yep, and. Uh, Kamzad? No, not Kamzad. Uh, Islam. Islam Makachev. Yeah. yeah. Come on. So I yeah. can't. I mean, a pump. Uh, yeah. Patty far. is from Liverpool, confirmed oh. by the internet. Oh, internet knows. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, um, I don't know. Why don't I like Patty Pimblett, his hair and his face? That's a reason. I'm just kidding. Uh, he's fine. I, I I have high hopes for Dan Hooker here. I like Dan Hooker. I like his commitment to his craft. And by that, I mean he had to train in secret in New Zealand for a fight for a while. Um, <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. And I hope he can turn it around here. I, I don't know enough about Arnold Allen to really say whether I think he has a chance in this fight. Uh, well, he beat the shit out of Sadiq Youssef. Uh, I remember okay. that. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember when he beat Mike Lentz at also destruction, and he beat Gilbert Mal- mm-hmm. Giblert. <laughs> Giblert Melendez. Gib Giblert Menelendez. Yeah, um, and look and look at that though. He beat Gilbert a couple of years ago. That was mm-hmm. still freshly washed Gilbert, but it was Gilbert. Yep. 
and uh, three years ago already. So I th- I think he's going to pull this one out. Should be, you think uh, Arnold Allen's going to win? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Should be a good fight. Yeah. I agree. Uh, right before that is Patty and Kazulo Vargas. Patty, a big favorite in that fight. Gunnar Nelson, Takashi Saito, Saito on this on this card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Molly McCann, Molly McCann, or Luana Carolina. Well, Molly McCann looks a lot different because she changed her hair. Okay, Jai Herbert. Mm-hmm. Also a good one. Yep. Uh, there are some sneaky ones on here too. Paul Craig in the prelims. Wait, hang on. This actually says Topuria is ranked 15th. Oh, on the yeah, hmm. uh, lightweight rankings. Is that accurate hmm. according to the UFC's website? No, the UFC has Diego Ferreria there. Hmm. Strange. And I'm looking at the UFC's website, so on both of these. In any case, prelims. Yeah, really, the only ones on here I'm paying attention to are Nathaniel Wood, who's an apprentice of the uh, McGregor boys. Mm -hmm. Um, Tamir Valiev uh, looks like he's also offended by caveman uh, commercials. And he is going to annihilate Jack Shore. That is going to be a very, very quick fight but okay. i really want to talk about paul craig yes the bear jew outstanding uh, who is now who's fighting the minor nikita yes. krylov yes so something about me and you know this i love a guy with two first names mm-hmm. like paul and craig correct and now we just yeah so when he fought uh hill um whose first name is Jamal thing, Jamal Hill. Uh, that yeah. was a cool Wait, the Jamal Hill we just saw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jamal okay. Hill. You see Nikita and, and uh, Paul here. Yeah. Nine and 11. Jamal is number 10. And there's That's, a lot of upset about this is, this is leaping. outstanding. Oh, I'm even more excited for this fight now. And this is a prelim. Yeah. Okay. I expect this to be violent. And the bear Jew is going to be very berry and less Jewy. Okay. What do you think? I do think we're going to see the bear half of his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. He is on. I mean, he hasn't. What happened with him and Alonzo Menafield? That's Menafield's uh, first name, right? He, he cracked Alonzo. Yeah, but the the was and, that and he did submitted that, him? Did that end up as a no contest somehow? Because their website doesn't have anyone winning it. It likely did. Okay. Oh, it says it was a draw. Maybe they actually oh no, that was Shogun he fought to a draw. Yeah, but then later beat him. Um but I mean he's got some names on his his list. Mm-hmm. Uh not including Jamal Hill, Kennedy in in Jakewu. He lost to Jimmy Crute. He beat Ankalaev, who we just saw. Lost to Roundtree, but he's he's fought some guys. I let's let's get the bear. Yeah, I'm into it. I want him to win. I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be a really really good time for the prelims. Uh, but yeah, really early prelims too here in the U.S. Anyway, yeah, literally early prelims. 
And then we, I mean, we can, there's so many title fights that are happening on this main card. Or not title, sorry. There's so many fights in this main card that could be the main event. Serious, like I think that Craig fight could be the main event. I think a, Booker Allen could be a main event of a fight night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So but you know, go ahead. No, nah, but we got Volkov and we got Aspinall. Yep, it's a good show. It's a good show. Um, you know, Alexander Volkov is a weird one for me. I I think he he's just got a couple of real notable losses recently, right? Um, obviously he lost to Cyril Gaon in spectacular fashion and also lost to Derek Lewis, but he beat Marcin Tybura. He beat Overeem. He beat Walt Harris. Mm -hmm. Uh, no decision with Curtis blaze. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Uh, he beat Greg Hardy, but who hasn't, (laughs) um, he beat Fabrizio over doom. He beat Struve is a name. I don't recognize. I mean, yeah, Stefan, thank you. So he's he's got some some names on his list too. So he's one of those guys that if like if like four guys didn't exist, he'd probably be the heavyweight champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I think Tom Asp- Aspinall is probably going to be fighting for a belt in by 2020 in 2023. What? Yeah. I think what, he's what belt? The Bellator one? You know what? You're probably right. And here's why is I think that Volkov is going to keep him at distance and win by decision. Yeah. Well, he's certainly not going to be fighting for the UFC heavyweight belt. Maybe the Bellator heavyweight belt. (laughs) You think that lowly of Tom? Yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. Sorry. I, I don't think lowly of him at all, but I don't think there's a path to a title for him because I mean, let's say, let's say we get, John Jones and Stipe in July or August, but uh, you know, kind of the underground rumor mill is saying July, right? Um, which obviously I'm mostly here for. I still feel weird about watching Stipe fight again. Um, hey, Sam is in the waiting room. I'm gonna. Let oh, him fantastic! Let's talk about middleweight rankings. But what does he do? You know, so what he were they're gonna put him in there with Cyril gone? <laughs> I don't know. Or 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 even Francis and Gano get the fuck out of here. No, they're not. <laughs> I suppose they could, right? Derek Lewis isn't getting back in there. We'll see what happens with Tai Tuivasa and Curtis Blades. But yeah, yeah. It's not going to be Tom Aspinall. It's not going to be Tom Aspinall. Yeah, let's talk about your dong. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's. I can get it out if you want. No, but Marlon. Marais, I mean, I could. Man. So I gotta say, I was so impressed with Song Yudong. Yeah. He looked so composed. The speed and accuracy that his punches were coming with were fantastic and, and a well-deserved performance of the night. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, what do we do with Marlon, though? I think we just saw what we do with Marlon. Okay. I think, and, and I have been told on many occasions, and so have you, and so has everyone listening, I would imagine, that Keith Peterson is no nonsense. And... <laughs> He was right there, and I could not have been happier because Marlon Rice did not need to take two uncontested shots to the head after the three shots he took and then his head hitting the canvas. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. He was done. So good, good for Keith for getting in there. Mm-hmm. Marlon was out before his 
back hit the ground, much less his head. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he was getting outclassed before that, and it was a mere formality how the fight was going to end. It was it was just when. Yep. Yeah, it really was. And you know what's interesting is he was getting hit so early as well. Within the first yes. exchange or two exchanges, yep. he was getting if not if memory serves, and I watched the fight twice, Yadong basically threw a combination within the first two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was clipping him and it was uh-huh. it was like, oh well, this is not gonna go very well for Marlon. And it was pretty clear. So Marlon was sitting at number 10 before, if I recall correctly. So definitely they at least flip-flop, but... Mm -hmm. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. So Song was 14. He is ninth now. And that is probably too low. But we're going to get some clarity in this division, right? Rob Font's going to be fighting uh, Cheeto Vera pretty soon. Noted friend of the show, Cheeto Vera. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. I can't believe Sean O'Malley is, is right up on Frankie Edgar, but I mean, I can, I'm not saying I can't because I can't, I can. It's here. And I yeah. do see after that fight, Song Yadong and, and Marlon Marais, I would say I would pick Sean O'Malley in that fight. Cause Marlon Who, gets, O'Malley against Marais. Marais. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, Marais, Marlon Marais isn't going to get an O'Malley fight. No. Hey, speaking of Sean O'Malley, let's, let's, uh, Thank you, Chris. So, so who who recorded the We Respect Your Distance? I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and the little fight yeah. at the end. So is Chris Moutinho just not a good fighter? Is that it? I don't know, but I have to tell you, I went back and watched um, this past one, which thankfully they stopped in time. Uh, mm-hmm. He was, was another standing TKO, just like sure Sean. was. It was fucking mirror well, image but it happened faster sean o'malley had the the only in history standing tko that was masquerading as a decision victory <laughs> um because that fight should have been stopped well before it actually was mm-hmm. and this one i mean during the last 30 seconds of that fight chris mutinho looked like he was not a fighter he looked like somebody who works out a lot at the gym and decided to get in the cage and um it just didn't happen but i I, the fucked up part is now i just want to see him win like i don't care what it takes i want to see him chris moutinho yep okay yeah i think he's pretty neat but well he's he's not going to win so don't hold your in staying with bantamweight because even though Chris Moutinho is a bantamweight. That's only kind of what happens in this division. This one is kind of weirder to me than middleweight, wherein you have Piotr Jan, you have TJ Dillashaw, you have two absolute bulldogs at the top. Um, you have the pretender to the crown, Aljamain Sterling, and then you have some guys: Aldo Sandhagen. I- I'm going to be honest: Rob Font, Divashvili, Dominic Cruz. Vera, Pedro Munoz, even Song Yidong. You have a bunch of guys who like right now are are not, you know, Song Yidong for as as bright as his future is, he's not beating Yan or Dillashaw right now. Um, Sean O'Malley is probably not beating Yan or Dillashaw right now. So what are we 
where does this division go? Hey, I want we to- need a lot more bantamweight fights, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. To to figure this picture out. Yeah. And that's fair. I think that's reasonable to say. And bantamweight's an exciting division. Um I think that any one of the top 15, anybody in the top 15 right now, I would want to watch fight each other. Really? In bantamweight. Yeah. Okay. And I think there's a competitive nature to any of the fights. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, maybe Sean, maybe even Frankie and lower. Um, but it's a, it's fun. It's a, and Pedro and Song are both tied at nine. Mm-hmm. Huh. Matthew Smellis Burger with the comeback. Mm-hmm. That was fun. He is uh, second place in the name championship. Is he second? Yeah, I didn't like I didn't like good guy Sam going bad on the name champ Wellington tournament, but I do think Sam won that fight. So that and Wellington. One of the things I was going to say too is Wellington tournament. I poked um, mm-hmm. uh, in his last fight too. Whoever uh, right before that vicious armbar. Yes, I forgot even who he fought already. It's because it doesn't matter. Cool. Um, Alex Brajeda, does he beat? Yeah, Style Bender. Not fighting like that, he doesn't. I agree. Okay, we're spitfiring. Drew Dober, Terrence McKinney. What a, what a, what a two minutes that they spent together. Yeah, um, I don't think it means anything. I like them both still. I think Terrence. Sure. They're both exactly who they were when they left off. And then Khalil Roundtree and Carl Robertson. Sure. Sure. Honestly, the way I see it, and and this look, this is no shots at any of these people as individuals. It's possible that that right now the light heavyweight division is the weakest from a competition standpoint. Is that fair? Light heavyweight. Yes. I think it's fair. There's some good fighters. I think Jamal Hill's uh, exciting. I think Paul Craig is exciting. Um, that's it. Yuri is obviously exciting. Uh, Jan and Glover, you still you still have some intrigue there. But then we kind of have a bunch of guys that I, I kind of feel like are going to trade spots three through fourteen for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't think any of them are real title. We don't we don't have a guy in this division that is the the title brick wall except maybe Yuri. But we'll see. We've seen that go sideways before, right? Uh, Johnny Walker was Yuri Prohaska before Yuri Prohaska was Yuri Prohaska. So mm-hmm. I would like to see um, Jamal Hill. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Yuri. Uh, Anthony Smith. Maybe Anthony Smith. No, yeah. I think Anthony Smith should probably. He's supposed to Rep. fight on Goliath. Like those two okay. are the, supposed to be the next. That's be- fine. Then he can fight Dominic Reyes. That that's the same. Yeah, yeah. Thing. You know what, Jamal Hill yeah. and Dominic Reyes, and then I'd love to see uh, if Paul Craig wins. Uh, put him in there with Tiago. Uh, sure. Or Yuri. Run it back with Jamal Hill or Yuri. Yeah, Yuri is going to be a weird one though because if he can beat, well, what if Yuri loses? Yeah. So maybe the maybe this this division is not as boring as it looks when you're just looking at the names, mm-hmm. but it is definitely not the most competitive. Yeah, I don't think so. There's no, there's no Hamzat or Makachev or even Sean O'Malley, but you know, I don't know. Prohaska 
we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting division coming up. Oh, yeah, that was a fun night of fights though on Saturday. I gotta say, I enjoyed it. Um, what did you make of Ankalaev Tiago Santos? Uh, man, Tiago looked slow ever since John mm-hmm. Jones. He has not looked the same. He had a knee surgery, I think, in there. I, I like to see two knee surgeries. Yeah, yeah, and I think to me, I think he's uh his new training partner, Yana Kunitskaya, who's I believe his fiance or his girlfriend now, uh, who's a bantamweight or featherweight in UFC women's division. Um, I like to think that they're too hot, tired from working out together to train for fighting. Uh, so I, I think he's just tired. Uh, as for Magomed, I don't buy that. I wanted to prove I could go five rounds. Bullshit. Uh, no, I, that's literally never true. Ever. Never, ever true. You want to, I mean, Sam, Sam basically just told us that. Yeah. You don't want, no, his whole, I wanted to prove it to who nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Hey, hey, Magomed Ankalaev, we weren't talking about you before, and in just in mere seconds, we won't be talking about you after. So, <sighs> yeah. Who cares? See, I fucking yawned. But that's because we are at that time. We're at that time. Do you have any any quick... Uh, who do we have on... Uh, oh, well, we, we talked about this coming Saturday. Um Yeah. Are you excited for Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson? What are you? Hey, man. I'm. What's I, got your attention right now? Oh, what has my attention right now? Hey, that's exciting. I still wish that Max Holloway was going to fight Yair. Uh, I think that might still be happening. Um, but Michael Chandler, Ferguson, I'm kind of surprised they put them together, to be honest. But uh, why? I, I feel like the Ferguson was had fallen down a little bit too far, to be honest. Okay. That's all. Okay. But they're both no, coming off losses. Yeah, I could get you there. That I mean Michael Chandler too. Um mm-hmm. Ferguson only seventh, right? So I think if Chandler can beat him, that, that goes a long way. And then I I mean this could very well be Tony Ferguson's last UFC fight. It could. I don't know what his contract is, but I mean, so let's, let's run it back for him. So 2018, he beats Showtime Pettis. Um, he beats Cowboy, then losses to Gaethje, Oliveira, and Dariush. Uh, both of those decisions were, were handily, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um so you figure a loss to Chandler just here in May is uh, rough. I don't know. Maybe we finally get the Tony Ferguson Connor. I mean, Connor's not fighting him at this point. So I don't know what happens for him. I mean, if Tony wins, mm-hmm. maybe the Connor discussion. But no. even that, Connor is going to come back and fight somebody from Khabib's camp or, yeah. or at welterweight. Or, or welterweight or a BMF mm-hmm. belt or or a championship belt. He's gonna Connor's definitely not fighting for the BMF belt. He's gonna come in and make fucking pay-per-view money. He has all the <laughs> leverage. <laughs> he does. literally as as I am looking up at this 
fight card coming up for UFC Fight Night, March 19th at the O2 Arena in London. On the right-hand side of my screen is a picture of Connor, very comfortable in a chair holding two bottles of Proper 12. And it says, train for St. Patrick's Day with St. Practice. Start now. I don't know what St. Practice means. (laughs) What happens if I click on this link? Stpracticeday.com. St. Practice Day is how you misspell. I'm of legal drinking age. (laughs) St. Patrick's Day when you're drunk. That may be so. Uh, Oh. They ha- hey, can I share my screen with you? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is... Uh... Well, this is fun. Oh. I am ready to see it. They have uh, proper curls. The proper pivot. <laughs> the proper blender. Look at Connor on the bike. It's not sharing. Oh, you don't see it? No. Well, oh, there's this. Do you see it now? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Look at him. What are we even doing? If you haven't been to saintpracticeday.com. <laughs> but yeah, how fun is that? So right after you go to saintpracticeday.com, you should go to the, the pretty neat podcast.com. You should. You should also follow Sam Alvey on all platforms. All the platforms. We're going to put him in the show notes in the description. Go down there, click the links, watch his shit. Why? We need to get him to share our show as well. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Hey, Sam, if you're listening to this, share the episode everywhere. Just retweet it. Yeah, retweet. We need the Sam Alvey bump, even though I'm very certain we have cursed you. No, no, we we love Ugh. Sam Alvey here at the Pretty Neat Podcast. I'm uh, thinking that we need to award the I Think You're Pretty Neat, But I Respect Your Distance award. Wow. That's pretty neat. I Respect Your Distance. My I Think You're Pretty Neat, But I Respect Your Distance award goes to the one and only song you don't. Yeah. I definitely respect his distance, and I think that he is neat. I do, too. Hey, and I'll take any opportunity I can to provide some accolades to you, Dom. So, Dom, we'll be back next week on the Pretty Neat Podcast, and uh, we'll have our third with us, most likely. Right, we will will not be 66%. (laughs) We'll be 100%. Yeah. And Sam, thank you for co-hosting. Thank you. <laughs> he kept Ryan's chair warm for him. Yep, he did. And uh, with that, Sam Alvey 2024. <laughs> hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it, you know what? <laughs> Violence really does bring people together. Yeah.